0: Before we get started we really need to address that uh, one of our own families is in mourning today uh, ed lancaster's daughter debbie a sister of steve lancaster she passed away yesterday after a battle with cancer visitation uh, well this will be at the McDonald funeral home in centerville visitation is uh, today uh, three to five there and the service is monday may 6th at 12 so our prayers are with the Lancasters. Our prayers are also with the family of Rachel Helda Evans, who passed away yesterday. Uh, a tremendous loss for the, the thinking Christian world that uh, stretches and, and challenges us, and she leaves behind a loving husband and two small children. I think it would be uh, appropriate to start with a prayer, if we could, please. Our Father in heaven, the Lancasters, are, are precious to us they are such a joy to have here at fourth avenue and we know that today they are in tremendous pain and disappointment and hurt and they feel a loss and we pray that you would be with them in a special way that you would send your spirit to comfort them and that you would round up your people to go and stand with them we pray the same for the family of rachel held evans we pray for all who loved her who learned from her But especially for her husband and her babies we pray we know you are welcoming them home today but we know also that they leave a great void behind help us to be the comforters that we will need one day ourselves in the name of jesus the whole church says amen walked in today and saw all of this and thought huh some people didn't pay their pew rent Uh, and you know after a few warnings we come and repossess the pew uh, then I thought maybe I get to preach on the platform, but that didn't happen either. And it was a disappointing day all round, frankly, because I heard it was Senior Sunday. I was thinking I was going to get a discount. It's a different kind of senior. We are we're we're very we're thrilled for you guys. Um, we are we're sad for us. Couple of reasons. One is that we're going to lose you for a bit, uh, and the other is because you graduating makes us feel old, and we are old. We just don't like to be reminded. But this, it's wonderful. Uh, I love listening to Lauren and Evan as they talk about you, and they do. They are so proud of you. They, they mention you by name. They tell stories, and they are all positive, and it's brilliant. I wish that there were some things I had learned when I was your age. Don't worry. I'm not going to tell you, because I also learned something else in life. I've been asked to speak at many graduations. I've been to a few myself. I've never remembered a one of the speeches. I know my place here is a stopgap. So let me just give, talk to you or around you or over you for a bet. And then we'll get back to the more interesting parts. But I want to start with Proverbs 4. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything else you do, it flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Simply stay on task. Remember who you are. And don't make life harder than it has to be. Life is hard enough. You're leaving the nest. Yes, Here's, here's the reality. All of us leave the nest every day if we leave the house. We are leaving the nest. We are leaving the secure box in which we live. And we are entering the maelstrom storm tornado of the world, the beautiful, wonderful, dangerous, and seductive world. All of us are. Some of us get a little jaded, a little tired, but most people stop noticing, and that's when it gets dangerous. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on a swivel, watch and pray. I believe we have to admit to ourselves some things. We have to agree that the world is better at evangelizing us than we are at evangelizing it. It is much easier to catch the world's attitudes and the world's concepts and the world's definitions of words like success and good and right, and all of, it's it's so much easier to accept their way of thinking than it is to get them to think Christian ways, to put Christian thought into the stream of time. Knowing all of this, and and I don't think that's arguable, frankly, but knowing all of this, as Peter put it, I love the phrase, he says, knowing all of this, how then should we live? Now that's a fascinating question. In 2 Peter chapter 3 in verse 11, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? And then he answers it. Peter would, was never able to leave a rhetorical question ever. He always answered it. You ought to live holy and godly lives. Knowing all of this, live a holy and godly life. You, we need to be aware of who we are and where we are. We need to make decisions about who we want to be and who we will be in each situation. One of the things that you're going to need to do if you really want to be prepared for the world, and adults, you mess it up as much as anybody. Prepare for what you may encounter. In other words, if this happens, I say this. This happens, I do this. There's a reason why when they... Uh, They train, for example, police officers. They say, if this happens, you'll need to, and then they make them do it. Role play, even though it seems a bit silly, because they're, you know, walking around with orange guns that are, they're orange to show that they're training, that there are no weapons there. And they have to attack and be mean and yell at each other. The reason is muscle memory. You have to know what to do at the time. We do that with teachers. You want to be a teacher? They'll say, now when this happens, you'll need to respond like this. And they'll role play. You have to. What are you going to do when the world decides to lead you this way or that way? Are you going to remember Proverbs 4 and keep your eyes straight? Jesus put it another way. He says, if your eye be diverse or scattered or many, it's a hard word to translate, then you'll be full of darkness. But if your eye be single, hard word again, focused, directed, then you'll be full of light. What does that mean? It means if you're easily distracted, the world owns you. If they can pull you off job, if they can pull you off task, the world owns you. And adults, can we admit that this is a sermon we often teach our children, but every single one of us needs to hear it every day? Because we do. It's easy for us to get off track It's, In fact, when you get older, the memory starts to go, and so whenever you get off track, it's a lot harder to find the track, or remember there was a track. We make level paths for our feet. We look ahead. We make plans. We keep a check on our heart. Don't make this harder than it has to be. My son was in high school, and He was getting close to graduation. I think he was probably a junior at the time. We're driving home and he said something to me. I wasn't expecting my son to say. He said, Da, why do do teens always argue with their parents? Well, we weren't a house full of arguments. So I was wondering where this was going. I said, I don't know. Tell me what you mean. And he said, my friends are always talking about how they're in trouble with their parents. They're mad at their parents. They're arguing back and forth. I don't get why you'd want to live your life like that. He says, it just seems like you're making life harder than it needs to be. I'm like, yeah, you are. Parents can do the same. We can argue and fight about every wee thing, right? One of our kids comes in, and they're, they're dressed like a goth, and we're going, really? And we argue. Next time, they are come in like strawberry shortcake or something. We're going, really? They're trying on life. And yet, we argue, and we fight. Why? Why should we do don't make it harder than it has to be because doing this is not only good for us it's good for the people around it shows people can do this i'll tell you what i've been in a lot of situations where i've thought i don't know how to handle this and looked over to somebody who was handling it and learned i'm going to emulate what they're doing because they're doing this very well i want to i want to do that we had a discussion this last week that um about some very deep issues and I didn't ask you permission Evan but Evan had a reply and at the end of his reply there was a bit of silence and I looked at the other people in the room and I said I want to grow up to be Evan because his response was better than my responses it was better than what I could have put together and so I learned from him here's what I'm trying to say when we do this it's not just for our benefit it's for the benefit of the group look at Hebrews chapter 12 Verses 12 and 13. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. he's probably talking to the old people here. Make level paths for your feet. Where have you heard this before? Proverbs 4. So that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. In other words, you are leaving tracks that other people are going to follow. I heard that when I was a boy. They would say, somebody is looking at you and somebody is following you. And frankly, I did not believe it because my thought was, nobody even knows I exist. Why would they be looking at me and following me? And I have since found out. Remember we encountered some people at my high school. I didn't know anybody in my high school knew my name because it was kind of that kind of world for me. But a couple, four or five years later, I don't remember what it was, my wife and I moved briefly into that city. And we encountered a couple of them, and they looked, and whenever I called them by name, one of them actually blushed and said, oh, I didn't know that you knew our names. And I'm going, what? Sorry? You were the popular kids. And they they thought that, and it was a whole thing of, all of us thought we were the odd duck. And all of us were looking for somebody to follow. Be the person. Be the one who's strong. Because your life absolutely has an effect on others, for good or for ill. They're going to use you as an excuse to do ill or they're going to use you as a lesson to do good. There are eyes on you. Now, I don't want to make you paranoid. (laughs) There's something in psychology called universal audience. And that is the idea that everybody is always staring at you. No, they're not. And in fact, even if you do something embarrassing, it's not what you think. Let's say I'm I'm first day in school at university. Can't find it, because they like to do that to you. And then whenever you're going up the steps, you trip, and there go the books. And you got to gather the books, because each one of them costs as much as a car. It's all right. At the end of the semester, you can trade them back for gum. <laughs> so you're gathering the books, and you're thinking, oh, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's thinking I'm clumsy. Everybody's thinking they are looking at you, but they're not thinking of you. They're thinking of them. They're thinking, oh, if I did that, I would be so embarrassed. I would be. So they're not looking at you to shame you. Everyone thinks we're the center of the universe, and it's not true. God is. Are you going to move his story forward or not? Are you going to join his stream, or are you going to fight it? Are you going to make life harder than it has to be? As C.S. Lewis put it, we don't break God's commandments. We rebel against them, and they break us. It's very true. Hebrews 12, 14, 15. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. I'm going to stop there for a minute and say your generation and the generation ahead of you has taught my generation a lot about this. Because my generation was combative. We debated. We found error and we went after it. But our children taught us how to love our enemies. And to love them to the point where they weren't enemies anymore. Thank you. You've taught us. Keep that going. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Don't let a little seed of anger get in there that eventually becomes bitter. It just don't don't let the devil turn your heart into his garden. Pull it. Do a little search. Every so often, I think I'm pretty clear. I've gotten rid of all of it, and then I'll run across a person, or somebody will say something on social media, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a weed. I thought I was clear, and I was not. I need to work on things. So do you, it's the way we go. You, you, You have choices in life. You can choose to join the combative, insistent, angry, outraged mobs that roam social media, classrooms, coffee shops, or you can choose to live in peace. And just not go. Just not join the panic. Join the anger. You don't have to. You can carefully choose your path through every situation and every conversation. I'll never forget I was doing a, uh, I wasn't doing it, I was part of. I, I did, had a few keynotes at a lectureship at a Christian university. Um, not, many that you're going to, you have to survive, so don't worry, but uh, at, at the end, I, I got down, and, and a bunch of preachers came up at me, and that's always frightening, frankly, that's not something, you, you want to avoid that at all costs, but you can always recognize them, because they wear a lot of polyester, anyway, they, here they, they, they'd come, they, they were coming at me, and they said, um, Brother Mead, we'd like you to go in this wee room with us, over, they said little room, or whatever, uh, to because we need to talk about the churches in this area. There's been a lot of controversy, and a lot of it. And they, after they were all done, they looked at me and I went, no thanks. And they looked at each other. And then they did it all again. Like I wasn't there the first time they did it. And when they were done, I just said, no thanks. They said, why not? I said, because it's not mandatory. It's not required. And I have no interest in sacred gossip because it's still gossip, and I'm, no. And they, they got a little upset, but since then, uh, years later, I got, I got emails from two of them saying, you know something, you were right. Yeah, okay, doesn't matter. You don't have to join the fight. Everything's a fight in the world. Don't join it. And don't make the mistake that Job's counselors made either. The Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Oh my goodness, he was talking about me so often in my life. I have launched forth and held forth and I have spoken and then confidently walked away only to find out later I was an idiot at every level. Be careful. If you don't speak, you don't have to apologize for what you said you don't have to fill empty spaces with words. You can let the words go and you can choose your own path. Don't hide the wonderful story of Jesus by living like the world and talking like the world. We have a story and it's, it's a different story. When Cammie and I tell people the next month will be our 40th anniversary, it's almost as if we say we are visiting from the planet Zygon, because they're going, what? Yeah, yeah, we are. Why? Because the world has taken a different story that's full of hurt, pain, and brokenness. We, We want a different story. Stay in our story. Jesus warned us that if you start filling up spaces with words, you will get in trouble. Look at what he said here. And then we'll do. Uh, we'll also look in Isaiah at the same idea. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Then Isaiah, if you keep your feet, once again, don't make it harder than it has to be, don't take the path that's going to trip you. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way, And not doing as you please or speaking idle words. Then you will find joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land. That's what we want for all of you. And the feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God has spoken. You don't have to. You don't have to join the argument. You can think your own thoughts. You can tell your own story. You can choose your own path. You don't have to do it the way the world does it makes the world angry by the way oh it does i'll never forget one room i was in and i should have escaped but i didn't they all started passing around a substance i was raised in the 60s which didn't end until 1973 because the drugs hadn't worn off till then and they started to pass it over to me and i went no and they go what Wait, do, yeah, and they, they all tried to tell me how wonderful this was I went no they said what are you afraid I went sometimes they said well you yeah, know they, they tried to make fun of me that way they tried to make fun of me about this that and the other then they finally said what's wrong you afraid to make up your own mind good. I, I think I just did there's the community mind the Borg the, um, the singularity out here, and I'm over here on the side going, no. And guess what? No is a spiritual word. Use it. No is also a complete sentence. You don't have to defend it. No. It's good. Read the book of Mark. Jesus says no quite a bit. These people over here want to talk to you. No. I'm taking a boat over this direction. Why? Because they're not there. You can do the same. You really can. 1 Peter is written to tell us how to live in a world full of unbelievers. And a couple passages before we end. My bet you're not over yet. Don't leap for the doors. You don't even know which doors to leap for yet because we keep changing them. (laughs) We're going to fill the building up because people can't leave. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles. Remember that. This world is not our home We're just passing through. The Lancaster's daughter is home. Rachel Held Evans is home. We're going home. Abstain from sinful desires. They're always going to be there. Uh, By the way, when you get really old like me, sinful desires are still there. You just don't quite have the energy to pull them off, but they're still there. It's just like the dog on the porch. He's too old to chase cars, but but he'll raise his head and look at him, you know. Go, go wolf and put his head back down he's, he's spent by that effort so don't, they're not going away is what I'm saying, you're going to have to fight you got to choose to fight, right to abstain from sensible desires which wage war against your soul live, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us in other words, when God comes back they're going to say That person had it right. I saw them doing it right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Notice what he didn't say. By your counter argument and great points, you will own the discussion. No, just do good. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Now, what does that mean? The world's going to demand from you constantly. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do... No, you don't. You're free. We've never seen you on the planet before. We'll never see you again. So why don't you be an individual? Because that's how God made you. Cool? We can do that. Show proper respect to everyone. That's huge. Love everyone. The family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. If you find one, honor him. No, wh- what it means, it just means honor to whom honor is due. If they hold a position, understand they hold that position. Honor that. The whole point is, choose a careful path through this world. Don't make it harder than it has to be. And I don't think I need to do a bunch of illustrations there. I think, we're, I think everybody here has a brain. They can figure it out. Like, I remember I went over to Windsor, Ontario, just across the river from Detroit, uh, and a bunch of policemen there were asking me to come talk to them and do a seminar for them. So I went under the river, you can go over or under, um, they have tunnels and bridges. So I popped up in Windsor and went over to talk to them. And at, and at the end, we had lunch, and then some of them were talking very excitedly. Uh, the Detroit contingent were talking very excitedly about what was next. And I said, What's next? Well, they were all going to go back across the river to Detroit to go to the casino since they had the day off. I said, or we can go outside and burn the money. It'll be faster. (laughs) Same result. And it is. Don't make it harder than it has to be. If you want to have money, you don't go to the casino. If, If you... Again, I don't want to do. I don't want to leap into. Once you start the illustrations, they keep going. Life will not be easy. It's not supposed to be. It isn't because you don't grow up if it's not easy. I'm sorry if it's if it's not hard. You have to push against stuff. So cool. But there are days and months that will be brutally difficult. And so why should you make it harder than it has to be? Jesus appears to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus and says, "Isn't it getting hard?" why would you choose to live your life kicking against the goat of God? Why don't you decide to go with him instead? And a final charge. What I'm going to ask you to do is the whole church stand to read this. At the end of it, though, I'm going to ask you to sit down because that's when Evan needs to come up and start the next part of the program, okay? The the more fun part of the program. But for now, let's all stand up. This is a charge to the entire assembly. We are not preaching at the seniors here. We're preaching at ourselves. Fair enough? Let's read out loud together. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you to faith is faithful, and he will do it. And the whole church says, amen. Amen. Have a seat.